Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Most High God. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Praise God for being here this morning. want to give honor to my pastor and to our first lady, Elder Stowe, and all the elders, Elder Wright, and all whom Elder uh, Benjamin in her absence, all whom I just do this morning, all the saints of God want to honor. You know, God is good. And I just love them. You know, I can say, I, you know, this year has been a change. It has been a, a, a transformation in my life. I can truly say without any reservation whatsoever, I love him more now than I ever have before. This year has drawn me closer to him. Satan wanted to push me away from him. He thought that it would. But God has drawn me closer. He said, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. And what Satan meant for evil, God bought good out of that thing. Hallelujah. And I'm learning to trust him regardless of how it looks. Hallelujah. I love him. 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 Ancient, I'm anxiously anticipating 2013. Ah, I'm just excited. There's something, something in, the, in the spirit, man. Yeah, it's just something. Ah, you know, I, I was sitting there, I say, my God, I say, if I say what I really want to say, some people may think I'm crazy, but I'm standing before you this morning. I'm nine, I, I ain't going to say I'm nine months, but I'm pregnant. I feel like I'm pregnant with something. I cannot articulate it, but something is in me. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Just feel like there's something God is getting ready to do. And I know it's not just me. I know it's not just me. This is something God is doing throughout the body of Christ. And there are saints all over the body of Christ just anxiously awaiting. Trying, Lord, what are you going to do? Because he's going to do something mighty. He's going to do something that blow our mind. And all of us that's in order, all of us that's in place, my God. You know, it's something about being in spiritual order. When you're not in order, you are operating out of a single portion. But when you're in order, you not only have what you, what God has for you, but you have what, what your spiritual father has imparted into you. So you have a double portion. Meaning that you don't have to struggle with some of the things other people have to struggle with. Why? Because your spiritual father has shown you that thing before. You've seen it before. But when you don't have a spiritual father, let me tell you something too. Let me tell you something. When, I, when uh, Elijah said to Elijah, you have asked a hard thing, but if you see me when I'm taken up. And in the Hebrew, what that means when we see eye to eye, you can't fall out with your spiritual father and expect for the, for the uh, 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 impartation to come upon you. You got to be, you got to be in harmony. You got to be in harmony. God is going to, God is seeking, oh my God, there's going to be some revelation come this year. Oh my God, he's going to propel us into a dimension that's going to blow our mind, man. We've seen some of it this year. 
We've seen just, you know, you know how when a rainstorm comes, the wind comes before the rain gets here a lot of times, and you can tell something coming because the wind's blowing. We've just seen the wind. We've just seen the wind. My God, those Sundays that we had where it seemed like every Sunday God was just moving higher and higher and higher. That wasn't just a, 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 a by, by a, a, a accident. God was, that's just the winds. My God, God is getting ready to do some stuff in T.O.P. In the body of Christ, but you're going to have to be in the order. See, because when we pray for the glory, and just as God has... Oh my God, oh, can I, can I pray right quick? Because God, I just got so much. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this day and thank you for the opportunity that you have afforded me. Thank you for the pastor, Lord God, has had, that, that, that uh, asked me to be able to, to speak this morning. And I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity. Now, I'm just a vessel, Lord God. Speak, speak for your servant to hear it. And Lord, speak, uh, 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 put me as a trumpet to your lips and that, that there may be a, a, a resounding sound that will go through the sanctuary that people may hear what thus says the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. But it's just so much God is getting ready to do. God is, we, we're asking for the glory. And, I, and, and this is something God has just kept me there. When Moses asked to see the glory of God, God told him, say, you can't see my face. He said, but when I pass by you, I'm going to declare my name, and I'm going to put you in the cliff of the rock, cliff of the rock, and I'm going to put my hand over you, and when I pass by, you can see my hand upon but you can't see my face. Well, that's not the New Testament. In the New Testament, we see through a glass darkly. We can see him face to face. And as we see him face to face, we are changed from glory to glory. And we have been being changed from glory to glory. We are coming to a place now. To where, see, when, when the Bible say that Moses spoke to God face to face, what it meant, because Moses didn't actually see the face of God, what it was saying that their God, their God used no metaphors with Moses. He used no parables with Moses. It was, he talked to Moses like you talk to a friend. And we, are, and we are coming upon a time when God is going to talk to the saints like he's talking to a friend, those that can stand it. You remember the Bible said Jesus revealed things to the disciples as they were able to hear it? Oh, my God. And God is going to reveal stuff to us as we are able to hear it. My God, it behooves everybody to, 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 to anxiously chase after him because he's going to be revealing some things that you want to hear. And if you're not in place, you won't hear it. It's going to be life-changing revelations that come. And if you hear it, it can change your life. God can give, listen, he gave uh, George Washington Carver uh, so many ways to use the peanut. He's given inventions to people. My God, that's going to be some things going on this year. Spiritual revelations that we're going to hear that's going to prepare our ministries. But what I want to talk to you about today, I want to talk about the God of the 21st century. The God of the 21st century. And I wanted to direct this really toward the youth. The reason I wanted to talk to the youth this morning because it is Youth Sunday. 
where I come, I want to come from the scripture in Malachi. When God say, I am, I am the Lord and I change not. And he was talking to the Levites, and he said, Therefore, you Levites are not consumed. Malachi 3 6, those of you trying to find it. He said, Therefore, you Levites are not consumed. So God was telling them, He said, I am God, I don't change like you change. If I change, when you change, you will be wiped out. But when you act, when you act a monkey, I don't change. When you, when you are unfaithful, I don't change. I'm God and I change not. Hallelujah. So we can rejoice in that because I've acted a monkey before. I thank God it didn't change. Because if he had acted a monkey with me, my God, I wouldn't have been here. I'd have been in jail somewhere. I'll be honest with you. Well, well tell her what you did. I'm not telling you that. <laughs> but I wouldn't be here this morning. Had God act crazy when I act crazy. If God would have withdrew his mercy from me because I was out of line. Many times we've been even in the church and we go to acting crazy. And God don't change. He's still the same. He's still right there where we left him. When we decide to leave, he's still right there. But when Moses asked God, he said, who, when, when, when he appeared to Moses in the third chapter, 13 verse, verse uh, I mean third chapter, verse 13 to 14, Moses said unto God, Behold, God was sending him to the children of Israel. And Moses was concerned and said, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What should I say to them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say until the children of Israel, I am, has sent me unto you. Oh, my God. When he said, I am that I am, he was saying that I am the self-existing one. There is no ending to me. I just, I am what I am. There is no behind. There is no past. There, there is no future. I am in the future. I am in the past. I am that I am. Oh, my God. So I wanted to, 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 to just share that the God that we serve, he don't change. Listen to this. God exists by himself for himself and is an uncreated creator. He is independent of any concept, force, or, or entity. He is the I am that I am. Oh, now you see why those uh, Pharisees got so upset when Jesus, when he said, I am the bread of life. And, 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 and when Pilate asked you, are you the son of God? He said, I am. And they were ready to kill him then. Oh, what? We don't need any more uh, witnesses. You heard him yourself. When he said, I am, I think it was seven of them. I am. I am. The, you know, the, 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 the great shepherd. When, when he said that I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. They understood, the Pharisees, they understood that he was saying that he is God. He is a self-existing one. And he come back and said, he said, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> He's a self-existing one. He don't change. He is the only God in the universe, there is none other. Wow. 
people may concoct one and call it their God. I can take this, this monitor here, set it up, decorate it, and say, okay, this is my God. And I can pay homage to it and everything else, but that don't make it a God. I can go uh, 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 pull myself in one of those parking spaces out there and just pull myself, lay down even, but that don't make me a car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the thing is, is that you know. But listen, though, you know what happens is that we've lost in this generation. I think, and I think God is bringing us back. We've lost the true revelation of God the Father. Everybody can say, I'm worshiping God, I'm worshiping God, and the standard has been compromised. And there is a standard. But listen to this. I'm going to tell you something happened. I want to talk about the Amalekites. The Amalekites. And the reason I'm talking about this is because this is why people end up with these fragmented understanding of who God is. Because of the Amalekites. Remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, there was a nation that was following them. And they were wiping out the women, children. Now, they were brutal. They were wiping out the women, the children, and the weak ones. Wiping them out. Moses got so frustrated with it. Moses told Joshua, listen, we're going to take them on. And they were in the valley of Rephidim. Supposed to be a rest, but it was the temporary rest, apparently, because they didn't rest long. Here come out, here come Amalek. But listen, though, one thing, see, God was speaking to us in this. When, when Amalek came to them, um, Israel did not engage Amalek. Amalek engaged Israel. Amalek is symbolic of the flesh. It's a battle that you will have to fight continually. So listen what happened. When Amalek engaged them, Moses went up and told Joshua, I'm going to go up on top of the hill. And while he was there at first, I guess he was standing, and as long as he had his arms lifted, Israel was winning. When he got tired, his uh, uh, arms went down, Israel was losing. What is so significant about that? It was a battle they could have lost. It was a battle they could have lost. Why would Moses go on top of the hill? First, he was standing there. When he got tired, her and Aaron set him up on a rock. Why didn't they put him on the ground? They put him on a rock. Why? Because the children of Israel had to be able to see him. And when his arms got tired, they lifted his arms up. Now, we can say that his arms was lifted like this. I don't believe that. I think, I think, my God, I think his arms was lifted like this. Ooh, as long as they could see Moses and his arms lifted, they could win. As long as his arms was lifted, they had the, 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 the God power to win. Well, as long as we can see Christ and we can see his arms lifted, we could win this battle against the flesh. 
Young people, listen to me. As long as, listen, because y'all are dealing with a lot of things. Y'all dealing with some things that we didn't even have to deal with. We didn't even have to consider. We were just talking this morning about 12-year-old people killing somebody. What 12-year-old know about a gun? Y'all dealing with some spirits that we didn't have to deal with. But listen to me. Please listen. As long as you can see Christ. Elder, how can I see Christ? You got to get in your Bible. You got to get in your Bible. And I promise you, the Holy Ghost will begin to show you Jesus Christ. He will show him for show. Listen, when... The woman at the well went into the city and told the people, come see a man. They came, but many of them came and they said, well, I got to him for myself. And they say, I, we believe him. Yeah, we heard you, but we believe him because we heard him for ourselves. You got to him for yourself. Bishop can sit up, stand up here and preach until Jesus come back. But listen, you're going to have to hear Jesus for yourself. The Holy Ghost is going to have to speak to you. You cannot deal with the devil uh, 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 in the name of, uh, of the Jesus that mama uh, talked about. You got to deal with the devil in the name of the Jesus that you know. And a lot of our young people have reached the, uh, the, the age where they're getting ready to go off to college. You're going to really have to be able to know how to deal with temptation. And situations that may arise. Because let me tell you something, y'all beautiful girls, you go off to college, there's a lot of young men out there that don't, they, ain't, they ain't studying about Jesus. A lot of our young boys getting ready to go off to college, there are some girls out there that don't care nothing about Jesus. And God is real. I'm going to tell you, he is real. And I don't care. Let me tell you something. Don't let the devil, I don't care what shape, form, or fashion he come in, he can be your best friend. But if he trying to lure you away from God, get away from that devil. You don't have time for that. God, listen, God can use young people. God can use young people. Let me show you something. In this 21st century, we've heard many people say that God is speaking in today's language in such a way that this generation can understand what he's saying. This is true. But it's in the same sense that CDs have replaced cassettes. And cell phones have replaced uh, 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 the, the corner phone booths. For the most part, they have. We must remember, although the way, the avenue God is using is consistently changing. His way that he showed Moses, his way and his message do not change. The method may be different, but the message is still holiness. Still holiness. I don't care what the devil say. They can tell you that, that it's all right to do this and to do that in classroom, but it's not all right. I don't care what the teacher say. Now, you ain't got to get in an argument with your teacher. You just know better. You know better. Let me tell you something. It's still holiness. The method may, may be changing, but the message is still the same. Now, you might say, well, Elder, you, 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 you preach the holiness, and that's just bondage. No, let me tell you something. We have got a misunderstanding of what a holiness is all about. Holiness is not 
oh my God, hold on. Let me, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Holiness is a state of being holy. Set apart. God is unflawed without blemish. Listen to this. We can never be flawless in our actions while we're in this body. But we can, but I, but I believe that we can be uh, flawless in our motives. Why you do what you do? You ain't got to harbor resentment and hatred for somebody. You ain't got to do that until you operate out of that. You operate out of that resentment that you have for that person. So you, you so, 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 so you walk out, won't speak to him. Why? Because resentment you have. And then you try to get, get, get spiritual and say, I'm, the Lord is telling me to do this. And the Lord is not. He don't change. The same God that saved grandmama, that's the same God that's today. The same God that saved, that saved Daniel, the same God that Daniel saved, Moses served, uh, uh, this is the same God that we're dealing with today. People trying to make it seem like that God is in a constant state of flux. He's not. What I mean by that, they, they, think, they, they, they try to make us think he's constantly changing because God understands, and he do. But baby, guess what? As the world get darker, we get brighter. Amen. We should never be extinguished. Our light should never be extinguished by the, by, by, by the evil that's going on in the world. As it get darker, we ought to get brighter. This computer right now has a screen that has a light on it now. And you can see the light, but if you turn the light out, this, this, this screen gets brighter. Why? Because everything around it is dark. And just because everything around you is dark don't mean you got to get dark. Elder, is living holy difficult? It ain't easy. Why? Because to you, you, you have a devil. You have an enemy that's warring against your soul. And he want to see young people go to hell just as well as he want to see old people go. Young people dying just as well as old people. People, I mean, young people are getting in car accidents and, and, and they don't make it out of there. Young people, dad just go crazy and take the whole family out. We ought to be thanking God that he has spared us and haven't allowed things like that to come upon us. See, God said in the book of Leviticus, 11th chapter, verse 44, he said, uh, be ye holy for I am holy. So that means if you want a fellowship with God, you got to be holy. You got to be holy. There is no other way. There is no gray area that, we've, that people try to create a gray area and say, God understands. Yes, he does understand. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He does understand, but he's not going to excuse it. His desire is for us to humble ourselves unto him and allow the change to come into our lives. He understands that we're going to go through situations. He understands that we're going to be tempted. I've been young. I've been young, I, and Paul told Timothy to flee youthful lust. I had to flee him. A lot of times I didn't do a very good job. 
Be honest. But let me tell you something. Just like, like we said this morning, just because you fall don't mean you got to lay down now. Get up! Because you are not that thing. You are different. You are born again. I don't care what happens. You are born again Christian. You are born again. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, you are. I don't care what happens. You fall, get up. If you need to talk to somebody, call some of us older people. We'll talk to you. And we ain't going to tell nobody. Like Bishop said this morning, we ain't going to go around telling people. But, but, but don't, don't be going through something. And then, then for God's sake, don't talk to somebody who don't know no more than you know. Can the blind lead the blind? They both gonna, they, they're going to run out right out in front of 85 and get hit. No, 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 no. Call somebody that's a little older, somebody that has a little bit more wisdom. God made, he made his ways known unto Moses, the Bible says. He showed Moses his ways. His ways were, he is merciful, gracious, and long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgressions, and sin. The Lord had me to look that up because that really, it jumped off the page at me. He said, look it up. And I looked up iniquity, transgressions, and sins. And I realized there is a difference. Do you know that iniquity could not be purged by sacrifice under the old covenant? They had to, uh, on the great day of atonement, they had to confess the iniquities of the, of the, of the uh, congregation over a goat. Send the goat out into the wilderness into an un, uninhibited place. Iniquity could defile the sanctuary. Now, what is iniquity? Iniquity is repetitive over and over and over sin that you engage in. We may not know it, but God knows it. That's why he said he will say to people on the great day, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, because you were doing stuff. Nobody knew it, but God knew it. And it became a part of your makeup. You consistently did it. David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God won't hear me. So when you have in your mind, I don't care about God, I'm going to continue to do what I want to do, you're dealing in iniquity, and that's very dangerous. Transgression is a willful rebellion against a known law. Willful rebellion. It's not as bad as iniquity, but it can lead to iniquity. Sin is missing the mark. It's just missing the mark. It's not as bad as transgression. It's not as bad as iniquity, but it can lead to them. That's why you don't want to persist in evil. You don't want to persist in unrighteousness because it becomes a part of your makeup. Even though you are born again, you have a, 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 a disposition that tries to rule you. You have memories of what you used to be. And the devil will use those memories to try to bring you back into what you used to be. And so you will go around thinking 
that I'm, you know, I'm that thing and you're not that thing. Peter said, give it all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness. And then he went on and talk, he talked about love. And then he said, for if these things be in you, they make you that you should neither be barren and talking about not bearing fruit. Or well, let me, well, it talk about a woman not being able to give birth. You should never be barren. See, we, you know, when, when God speaks to us and gives us a promise, we ought to become impregnated with that promise. Because it's up to us to, 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 to bring it to fruition, allow God to bring it to fruition in our lives. We ought to be impregnated with that. If you listen, when God told Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of the nation, he became impregnated with it. Why? Because when they talked to Abraham, they had to call him Abraham, not Abram. He was impregnated with it. They make you that you shouldn't even be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ella, what you're saying? I'm saying that in order for us to war against the things that's, that, that's messing with us today, in this day and time, in this highly sophisticated techn uh, 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 technological age, we are going to have to grow in God. You can get on the internet and pull up anything now. On TV, they got people doing everything on TV. And it's warring against our souls. It's warring against our souls. We may not even realize that it's warring, but it's warring. How are we going to war against it? Get in the Word of God. Get in it, and we're going to have to stay in the Word of God. Listen, there are many things in the world that's pulling on our sinful nature. In other words, that old man, that old disposition in us is pulling on it. And I'm going to be honest, some of the things will make you feel good, but it's only for a moment. Only for a moment. Remember what Jesus told the woman at the well in the fourth chapter of John. He's about the water. He said he did not dispute the fact that the water would quench her thirst. <laughs> However, he told her, he that drinks of this water will thirst again. What he was saying is this existence, this life is temporary. And everything pertaining to it, everything, is designed to satisfy only for a moment. But he assured her that the water that he gives, is as a well springing up with, within her unto eternal life. Yeah. Now, I just believe. Now, I'm, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the, sh the sharpest knife in the draw. But I do believe that there is a difference in having to draw water and having to spring up, baby. Right. Who I'd rather have a spring up. My, 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 my. Oh, and then in Isaiah 12, chapter, with joy shall you draw water. Out of the wells of salvation. With joy. See, that's why Bishop have us to come up here on Sunday mornings. It's with joy. Rejoice. Call your joy back. I don't care what's going on. Rejoice in the Lord. Because that's how you're going to draw the water. Out of the wells of salvation. You're going to have to rejoice. Because to see Satan don't want us to realize that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's how we're going to war, saints. Young people, please hear me. That's how we're going to war. Listen, we don't make 
momentary decisions that have eternal consequences. Satan is going to try to offer it to you. And I'm telling you, like I said, you know, anybody here could tell you, yes, you know, it feels good, but it's, it only lasts for a second. what they mean by that. When they say a person is chasing Jason, they say that person is chasing that which is really trying to kill him. And what they do is, is try to get that same high that they had. And they'll keep going back, buying it, and buying it, trying to get that same high. This is what Satan tries to offer you. He wants you to try to get that same feeling you had. That same feeling. And what's going to happen, it only, it only lasts for a, for a second. And it's over with. And then what? Then what? Then you're dealing with guilt. You're dealing with shame. Because you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are not that thing. You can't get comfortable out there. You may try to drink with them, but you can't get comfortable. You may try to run with him, but you can't get comfortable. Jonah, that ship was all right until you got on it. God didn't have nothing against the ship or the people on that ship. But he would have told the whole ship up. <laughs> he would have told the whole ship up to get Jonah off there. And you are a child of God. You can't just do what you want to do. You belong to God Almighty. Well, Elder, I don't feel like it. Well, sometimes I don't feel like it either. And I'm pretty sure Bishop could tell you the same thing. Elder Stowe, Elder Wright, everybody, all the saints in here could tell you you don't always feel like it. But that don't mean that you're not. Listen, I don't feel like a Hoskins sometimes. Sometimes I wish it wasn't. But that don't make me not a Hoskins. Just because I don't feel like it. You are a saint of God. Listen, what is it going to take, Ellen? It's going to take commitment in closing. It's going to take commitment. Someone might say, oh, this is just for the older generation and not for the youth. Well, not quite. God is the God of the youth just as he has been throughout the Bible. Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Mizael, uh, 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 Azrael, all of them were teens during the account that we read of them in the book of Daniel. Samuel was a child when his mother gave him to the service of the Lord, Solomon, Joseph, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Lord, our Lord. All of them were youth or young adults when the Lord called them to do his will for their lives. Jesus was 12 years old when he was sitting in the temple among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Uh, the scripture goes on to say that in Luke, the second chapter, all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and answers. Jeremiah was a youth when God called him to prophesy to Israel. Listen to the dialogue between uh, uh, Jeremiah and God when the Lord called him. Jeremiah, uh, uh, starting at the, at the fourth chapter, I mean, uh, uh, fourth verse, uh, first chapter. And the word of the Lord came to me, 
And I chose you. I chose you, God said, before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. I protested, oh no, Lord God. Look, I don't know how to speak since I am only a you. Then the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a you. For you will go to everyone I send you to, to and speak whatever I tell you. And went on to tell Jeremiah, don't be afraid. But Jeremiah said, I'm just a youth. I can't do it. The Lord told Jeremiah, I chose you before you were in your mother's womb. How many of us, how many of you, how many of us in here? Let's talk to everybody now. How many of us have been chosen from the time before our mama and daddy even come together? How many of us can say, I'm doing God's will for my life? What God has ordained for me is what I'm doing. How many of us can really say that? How many of us know what the will of God is for our lives? Young people, there is a call of God on your life. Oh, elder, you telling, you saying I'm called to preach. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you are bought with a price and you are not your own. You have to glorify God with your body, mind, and your spirit. You have to glorify God. You have to. You may get out of line. But guess what? The Bible says God will judge his people. He will judge his people. This is what Peter said in the second chapter of Acts. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now he said, every one of you. For the promise is unto you. And to your children. Children, the promise is unto you. The infilling and working of the Holy Ghost in your life, that promise is unto you. The Holy Ghost working and, and directing you in your life, the promise is unto you. It's not just the older generation. It's not just the older generation. God's message has not changed. The message is still the same. He loves every man, woman, boy, and girl, regardless of age. It is not our ability to do, but our God is looking for, that God is looking for, but it's our ability to understand the love. The love message that he has conveyed through the work, uh, the work of the birth, the life, the death, burial, and resurrection, and the present-day ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One of the attributes of God that, we can, that, that, that makes God God is that he does not change. If he changed, he would not be God. The same holy love that saved the saints of old is the same fervent love he is conveying today. Love, love has embedded within it restraints. Love has embedded within it restraints. Listen to this. And I'm getting out of your way. In the third, well, first chapter of Corinth, I mean, First uh, Corinthians, thirteen chapter, love is patient. That's a restraint. Love is kind. That's a restraint. Love does not envy. That's a restraint. It's not boastful. Love is that's a restraint. It's not conceited. That's a restraint. That's not acting improperly. That's a restraint. It's not selfish. That's a restraint. It's not easily provoked. That's a restraint. 
and does not keep a record of the wrongs done to it, that's a restraint. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. That's a restraint. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's a holy restraint. God has ordained and requires holiness from all the saints, regardless of age. The power of God in Christ gives us the victory over the world and all its allurements. Holiness has embedded within it restraints. Holiness and love is interchangeable. We can't just do what we want to do. How we want to do it, when we want to do it, where we want to do it, we can't. God's, God's message is the same. It's not one of bondage. No, 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 no. These restraints are love restraints. Love restraints. He don't put a, a, a band on, on your arm or whatever on your leg. It's a love restraint. But he's saying that, come fellowship with me. And when you fellowship with me, you won't want to do these things. You won't want to do them as we fellowship together. Come on, stand on your feet.